Support the Amigos podcast and keep the Amiga goodness flowing for just a dollar a month. Visit our page at patreon.com slash Amigos podcast. Amiga, the first personal computer that gives you a creative edge. Amigos, the podcast about everything Amiga. Amigos is a proud member of the Throwback Network, your home for quality retro podcasts. And now, here are your hosts, Aaron Dowdy and John Bodovkar Schaller. Amigos, I'm John. And I'm Aaron. And today we're going to talk about Shaq Fu. But before we get into the Shaqness, Amigos. This was an interesting week, actually. And we've got a couple interesting things to discuss. Uh, we'll just get this out of the way right away. Um, Amiga J, that crazy, insane man, has put out yet another one of the CD32 gray area collections. I haven't called it that for a while, but no, I listened to some I like of the that old you're shows. It back, yeah. It's just like the bumpers. I can yeah. bring it back. <laughs> I'll bring back my warning. It's gray. It's gray. Mm-hmm. Um, this time around, it's the Digital Illusions collection. Oh, yeah. Sounds good. This is uh, these guys are the pinball folks, right? Yeah, man, they, and they, they've got a lot of good stuff on there. Uh, so if you've got the CD32, or you wanted to emulate the CD32, always a uh, opportunity there. You can go check this out, free download, and uh, really, w- these are all great. Including, I mean, just they always look good. They always yeah. do a good job. I have, nice you know, I've not heard of Amiganoid. That sounds like great fodder for our next uh, arcade ports episode. We haven't done enough arcade ports uh, I think in we, the past we, hundred or so. <laughs> that way. We need six or seven more. <laughs> Let's I do think. some more. Well, I mean, there was a lot of good ones, eh? Um, so um, we mentioned this last week, but I want to mention it again because it's awesome. And I, I finally get to read some of it, which is the new Kickstarts out. Uh, it's a it's a tremendous uh, effort this time around. Uh, with uh, submissions from some of the brain trust involved, and it's it's always good, and this time it's good again. So I just want to mention that. So if you're interested in getting that, go grab it. Now, this I want to talk about. Someone put up an article this week with the compelling title, Your Amiga Games Are Likely Dying. Right. Now That's not a, that's not a headline grabber at all. Yeah, right? now, this was put up by Chris Folds, mm-hmm. but, I mean, I saw this thing. This was much the talk of the town. This was this week's CD1200 expansion, which everyone was talking about. This is everyone was talking about this. Uh, I'm guessing you read this article. I yes. know you did. So mm-hmm. I would be interested. First of all, summarize it for the folks, and then give me your thoughts on the subject. Okay. Well, the um, the the gist of the article is that uh, their bit rot exists. If you store your discs in um, less than optimal conditions, it hastens the uh, the deterioration of your data. Mm. So most people do not have their games stored in hermetically sealed chambers. Most of the time they're up in the attic, they're up in the loft, they're down in the basement. They are um, exposed to heat, you know, extreme heat, extreme cold, and this makes the data on the, the magnetic tape inside the discs start to deteriorate faster than it normally would. Even if you keep your discs uh, in pristine condition, there really isn't uh, a set you know, um, freshness date with these. You know, you, the, the data is going to slowly be eaten away. So what do we do with this? Well, the article goes into uh, various efforts by various people to try and uh, save these games. This was, this was strange efforts to me. Yeah, well, the, the one that was interesting to me, and it, I think this is sponsored by some university, is that if you send your disk into this preservation service, they will use a special piece of equipment to sort of suck all of the data into a file, and then they will return the disk to you, and they will also return what amounts to be the ADF to you. Mm-hmm. Um, however, they are unable to, um, because of copyright purposes, they're unable to host this anywhere so other people can download it. But none of that stops you as the owner of this ADF to just upload it. And th- so they say about 80% of the things in their collection, of the, the games in their collection or, or software, is available on the internet. Now, all that aside... Because I think we can both agree that that I mean we all have, I think we had a pretty good idea even before this article popped that uh, floppy disks or magnetic media in general will deteriorate. Okay, I think we can agree with yes. that. Now, um, I read this and I and it, a lot of people discussed it. And I sort of chuckled in a, in a, a little bit because I've got a 
a decent little collection of Amiga discs mm -hmm. that I never ever, under any circumstances, put in anything. Right. Now, do they work? The only ones I've really used a lot were my, the ones that had my personal data, like mod files and stuff on it. Because um, I've got WHD load now. Mm -hmm. All right. Now, I know not everyone's got it, or, or the GoTech as mm -hmm. well. Um, are you, how does it affect you emotionally if a disc, a bot disc that you have, deteriorates to the point where it doesn't work? Do you, do you care? I guess in my question. Okay. Well, let me let me give you an example here. Okay. So this is Movie Maker for the Atari 8-bit line of computers. Right. Okay. Inside five and a quarter this, inch floppy. We have a five and a quarter inch floppy. We have two of them. Okay. It's probably a data disk. Yeah. Okay. If I put this into the Atari, first of all, there is some. I don't know what that is on the disk. Some white stuff on there. This thing might not work. Okay. Not with that on there. It's not. This does not. This does not cause me to lose any sleep. Um, if I want to fire up Movie Maker, there are many ways that I can do so, including uh, using an emulator, using my uh, Compact Flash cart on my Atari 1200XL. The fact that my original media, I can't run this game from the original media, it does not bother me in the least. That was That's basically what I was wondering, because while it is... There's a there. I, I uh, it would bring a tear to a glass eye, as I say, that that my bla uh, that disc four of uh, of uh, Monkey Island doesn't load anymore. Right. Normally, I wouldn't be playing Monkey Island off the discs. This week's game's a good example. Shaq Fu has six discs. Okay, and I played both versions, the WHD load and the disc version. The disc version is from the devil. <laughs> it is Swap-a-mania running wild. And mm -hmm. I thought to myself, sweet Lord, because we don't usually take disc swapping into account when we look over these games. But in the back of my head, I'm thinking to myself, Jiminy, I'm not going to do that again. If I had the, if I'd bought Shaq Fu, uh, Shaq Fu and it, this went bad on me, it would be a bummer. But, I mean, it's just to be expected. You know, I, I've even thought about, you know, these discs are not going to be worth much here soon. Maybe I should try to get some money out of them real quick and buy something else. I've thought about it. I haven't done it, mm -hmm. you know. Um, well, I, I, think, I think we've preserved the majority of what was out there commercially. Mm -hmm. I mean, certainly the Amiga and the C64 and the Atari, they had a zillion things. And you're not going to catch it all, right? right? And if you got something that your nose, you think, man, I've never I've got, I've got, an Atari, I've got a Coco game that I've never seen on the internet or mentioned in any collection, right? I bought it out of the back of a magazine, right? That one's probably pretty rare, right? Maybe no one's got it, okay? Eh, that one I'd care a little bit. It's like, oh, man, I hope this isn't lost forever. But most of the stuff I've got, in fact, all of it, it's not it's as common as anything. Yeah. And you can't expect stuff to last forever. I mean, it's just the, way, it's just right. the nature of the beast. When right? I buy a boxed game... I think about it as buying a piece of furniture, or buying a piece of art is more like it. I like having it on the shelf. Right. I like being able to open up the box, look at the disc, look at the manual, all the stuff that came with it. <laughs> but I, the, the fact that I may or may not be able to actually put that disc into a machine and make it work, it's just really far down on my list yeah, of I priorities. mean, to me, like comic books is a much trickier issue than, I mean, they have services that will seal your comics in plastic and grade them, mm -hmm. okay? I've never had that done. And the main reason is once they sealed in plastic and grade it, you can't look at it or even open it up at right. all. And it's tough. If they had a service like that for uh, for uh, discs, you uh, know. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, stop. You, you, you mean to tell me that you don't know that there is a service, multiple services that do exactly that? Oh, you mean for software on the PC? For video games in general. I know there's, sir, I've seen console people, and I just, it's funny you should mention, because I just saw someone post a, uh, a picture today of people sealing up a box, a full box, right? Mm -hmm. So that's what you're talking about. Yeah, these are sealed. I knew they games. had that for consoles, and they, I don't know if this is a new service, because they said new to the Amiga, and it was this. So I don't know if someone's doing it or not. I don't know if they're, and I don't know if they grade them. I don't know what they well, do. Do I, they grade yeah, them? Yeah, absolutely. It's I knew exactly the consoles like, did, but I don't know about the, the PC well, side well, of it. Well, I, I just don't know why why it would be any different for the Well, I mean, I, just, I didn't know. I've never seen anyone think, do it on the computer side. I think that the amount of games that are worth, from a monetary perspective, slabbing in the PC world is much smaller. Slabbing. Yeah, that's what they call it. I believe you. I've yeah. never heard it, yeah. Um, and, of course, this is just something that is, is taken over the entire world of collectibles. You can get Star Wars figures slabbed, you know, on the card. 
Um, and they give them a grade, just like comics. So comics started this, is what I'm saying. They're I could understand evil. everything up to comics. It's tough to put that. <laughs> it's tough to steal that. I mean, it's like Han Solo getting put in the in the in the uh, carbonite. In the carbonite, you know, it's like, well, he's gone. I mean, you can sort of see him, but it's not the same. But you know. Uh, I'm like you, and and CDs are gonna suffer the same fate. In fact, my floppies probably read better than most of the CDs I've got. It's a similar situation. They, you know, laser discs have the same problem. Mm -hmm. Laser rot used mm -hmm. to happen. So, this article was very. The headline was very depressing. <laughs> I was like, oh man. But I mean, really, it's nothing I hadn't thought about before. I right. Don't think. And there are efforts like you know, I would be much more depressed if there if there wasn't a way, if emulation didn't exist, if we didn't know how to rip these things, um, then it would be much more depressing. But I'm still. Maybe this means I'm not a real video game fan, but of all the forms of media that I get upset at by being lost, if we look at film, books, music, and video games, video games is probably the one that I, I, I would not be terribly concerned if we didn't end up saving all of them. I would rather something like Citizen Kane be saved over Super Mario Bros. 2. Well, that's just me. Thankfully, there's it's, we don't it's have not that. a binary choice. Yeah, yeah, you know, thankfully, but yeah, you know, um, it's wacky. It's wacky, but at least like I said, and most of us digitize, and for the people that are are actively trying to uh, conservation mm -hmm. on flop, you say more power to you. I'm not yeah. saying it's bad, but it doesn't concern me. I'm much more concerned about the fact that the Amiga hardware is deteriorating. Now that's a bigger issue that we're gonna. That's gonna be a much more difficult thing to get around. Yeah, but I think that we're still. We're still a much longer way off from massive hardware die-off than we are. Yeah. Um, I just wonder when that day is going to come where those you, old Ataris and Ch Fairchild Channel Fs, the sound just start disintegrating. Yeah, I mean, you, there's still radios from the 40s that are that are kicking. Thankfully, so. stuff was built better. <laughs> yeah. And, it, well, and, you know, one thing that all these old systems have going for them is that the, most of them are built with off-the-shelf parts. Yeah. And so if you need to replace the 6502, well, you can get one of those off eBay and stick it in there. You know what's going to be tough to conserve? And this has already hit me a lot, is is is, uh, in, is modern stuff. It's going to be a lot bigger yeah. pain because it's all connected to the web. Yep. Uh, has I mean, for example, I loved City of Heroes. Mm -hmm. Well, I can't play it anymore, and right. I can't even access the stuff anymore. So right. it's gone. Right. That's and there, a bummer. There, there actually know? is a group dedicated to the preservation of all MMOs. And that's going to be no easy that, feat. That is not going to because be easy. they sit on those things. <laughs> yeah. Tough. But anyway, that was a very uh, intriguing article. Yeah, if absolutely. Anything. So moving along, um, and we'll get to that in a minute. I think that's about the biggest news story. Do you have anything else cooking that's not site related? There, uh, I don't think so. All right, let's go over what we've got this week site-wise. I know right off the bat I see stuff in there, so take it take it from the top. But okay, well uh, the first thing is we need you all. Every single one of you that is listening now, including those of you in the chat, yes, I mean you, Pixels at Dawn Gaming and Hasifa and everybody else that's in the chat right now. Dead kid. You need to guy. go. Creepy dead boy. Creepy dead boy. You guys. Especially you. Especially you. You need to go to the link that I'm going to post in the chat. Go to our um, Facebook page, our Google Plus page, or our Twitter page, and find the Amigos Game of the Week. Or a game of the year. Uh, game of the week. <laughs> That'd be a tough one to pull. Yeah. <laughs> Amigos game of the year uh, survey. We need everybody to fill this thing out so we can get uh, your thoughts on what you think the best and the worst titles of 2017 were. So we I've split them all into categories. Um, we've got summer sparse. Yeah. <laughs> some <laughs> like of simulation. Them, some of them I had to sort of shoe in, shoehorn in. Um, you know, for example, uh, the Thomas the Tank Engine pinball I had to put a under sports, sports. or Walker under. <laughs> Platformer. Right, but um, but anyway, uh, we want to know what your thoughts are. There's also blanks where you can write in the best Amiga news of the year, the worst Amiga news, and your favorite Amigos moments. So please, <laughs> please, 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 drop what you're doing right now and uh, fill out the link. It's also I'll put it in the show notes for this episode. Uh, we want everybody's input. Now, are you drawing something out of these? Yeah. So that? we will. I will draw five random names from all the entries. And uh, each one will receive an Amigos magnet. If you already have an Amigos magnet, I will send you something else. Oh, <laughs> so, mystery gift. Mystery eh? gift. Uh, so anyway, just I really encourage you to please fill that out so we can have a great uh, Game of the Year episode here on January 29th. But 
that's not the only thing that's going on before oh, the end of the try, year. Try again. January 29th. Oh, December 29th. It's Sorry. A, I thought it was, the, 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 yeah, 29th. You're doing this one? Okay, I'm making sure. Yeah, December 29th is the New Year's uh, Game of the Year slash our prediction show. Oh, and speaking of that, speaking, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, we, we're looking for your Amiga predictions for 2018. Now, we would like your Amiga predictions. You know, uh, we're going to see a standalone Amiga that's shipping that year. We're going to see some action with the trademark, anything. But we'll take pretty much any prediction for home computers, gaming, or just weird stuff in general. Please, nothing depressing. Don't <laughs> predict the death of someone, for example, especially me. Don't <laughs> predict uh, a, a cataclysmic events, you know, unless they're funny. Uh, but uh, anything else you've got, send it over. And what's that? Uh, what's the address for that boat? It's Amigos and AmigosPodcast.com. Just send it in there with a subject line prediction. Yes. Mm. It should be fun. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Um, now, we've also got a special episode coming up this coming week. Uh, as you can see behind us, the Christmas spirit is already growing here in Amigo Studios. Is that what that is? <laughs> That's the Christmas Slowly spirit. Slowly but surely. Personified. Not, it's not a lot of spirit, but it looks nice. Thank you. Um, you would not believe how much work it was just to get that paper to stick to the back of I was going to ask you how thing. you even did that. You yeah. gift wrapped the whole wall. Yeah, yeah. Very impressive. Buddy. So um, we are having our special Christmas episode this week. Uh, this coming Friday, once you see this, it'll be this coming Friday, and um, that is December 22nd uh, at uh, our normal recording time, which is 5 p.m. Eastern, 10 p.m. UTC. We will be joined by a cast of thousands, otherwise known as maybe Brent and John Marshall. And you never know, you may have a few wacky guests. Hat Chad may be here. Possibly. I'm hoping that Wilcox, wouldn't that be a great first episode for him to yeah, be on? Yeah, even particularly Good Matt might show up. Good Matt. You know, we you want all, know. yeah, we're hoping that a bunch of our, our gang will, will come over here and help celebrate with us. Uh, we're going to have a ton of things to give away. We're going to have contests. Uh, we're going to have lots of, lots of drinking. Uh, and after the show that week, uh, we are going to do a special Amiga stream uh, right here where you see the Christmas tree. There will be a TV, and uh, we will play. We're going to try and get Amiga Live up and running so we can challenge uh, some of our listeners live uh, to some favorite Amiga multiplayer games. Should be a great time. Oh, yeah. I'm looking forward to that big time. That way I can get schooled in public, if yeah, you will. Yeah, yeah. So um, anyway, that is, uh, I guess that those are the two big events coming up. Uh, these are, it's, it's weird to have special events back to back two weeks in a row, but well, that's the way hey, that's, that's the, way the it holidays, felt. isn't yeah. it? Um, Aaron, why don't you go ahead and continue on with the rest of the site. All right, we've got a, uh, um, a great article. I don't think we discussed this thing. It just came out just after we went to press last time, but I'm not 100% sure. Uh, D DK has put out a, a, a tremendous article on uh, a game called The Flight of the Amazon Queen. Now, I've heard of this game. You've heard of it, too, probably. You know, it's it, this is a LucasArts game, right? It's it's. I don't think it is, actually. I think it's oh. a... Uh, it, but it, it's very much in the vein of... I okay. could be wrong. But it's, Oh, yeah, Interactive Binary the, Illusion. What's neat about it is it looks like my kind of game. I was reading this article, and I, man, it made me want to play it real bad. It's got... It's a... Uh, it looks right up my alley. It's sort of some Indiana Jones meets wacky travel movies, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, uh, it looks good. And it's, it looks very, it does look very LucasArts. Oh, yeah. I mean, look at the, even the font. The graphics like, yeah. look great. You know, it's, 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 uh, it looks, it looks funny. So it's definitely going to get put on my list. And this is the usual sort of fare you would expect from Dreamcatch. He really goes in depth, including mentioning a crazy rare show I used to watch called Tales of the Gold Monkey, Ooh. which came out in the, uh, gosh, it had to be in early, early 80s. And it was during the, I don't know, when did Indiana Jones uh, first come out? 81? Something, something like that. Like that so yeah. it, was, it would have been out the same year because mm. it was sort of a say, you know, takeoff on it, but he mentions that. Uh, so, uh, but it's a very interesting uh, article. It's very Indiana Jonesy looking yeah. game. <laughs> but I mean, it looks, it, it looks like a lot of fun. So, and I'm sure some people have played it. I've, I've never played it before. Um, I, I think DK just put out a uh, a uh, article today. He did, which I haven't even gotten to see yet. So, uh, do, what can you tell us about that? Yeah, one? this is a uh, his review of the game Beverly Hills Cop. <laughs> this is this was referenced in his in his bizarre video. Right, right. Now, um, what do you what do you think about Eddie Murphy? Um, hit or miss. I like some of his movies a lot. You know, I'm the only one on earth that liked Pluto Nash. I thought that was a pretty funny flick, but I mean, it was one of the all-time bombs. I don't know if you've ever seen it. <laughs> no, no. Um, and, he, and he's done some stuff that could have been good, but wasn't. 
he did this movie with Steve Martin where he, I can't even remember the name of, but where he was basically he was shooting a movie, but he was he didn't tell anyone that he was shooting it, and he didn't get any permission. So they would just have all the actors like run out in the street, and they'd shoot it, or when they'd run off. Mm -hmm. The concept. I that wish was I really could good. think of what that was called. Was that you, Bowfinger? Bowfinger. Yeah. That's it. But I mean, the movie wasn't that good, but mm -hmm. the premise was good. But he was in like a lot of good. Big hits, you know. He was in uh, sh the Shreks. He was the donkey, and he I was always, in I always, Hills Cop, and I know. always get him confused. I'm never sure to where they say Eddie Murphy or Eddie Murray. It's Eddie Murphy. Right. Eddie, Eddie Murray, Murray played for, for the, the Orioles. Orioles. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Eddie, Eddie Murphy was in uh, boy. The, remember, uh, 48 Hours. I believe he was mm -hmm. in those. Uh, I mean, he had a ton of hits. Well, I mean, you know, he, he and of course all the SNL stuff. Yeah, uh, oh yeah. yeah, he had a yeah. lot of good stuff there too. Yeah. So plus his album, let's not forget "Party All the Time," which was a big hit single. And um, "Coming to America." Yeah, that was film. not bad. That was not bad. Where are you from? Minnesota, <laughs> land of ten thousand lakes. Actually, I thought the uh, Hall was good in that. Uh, what the, Arsenio? Yeah, he played. I, he, remember, he, and I remember they played all the characters in the barber shop. That was always funny. Yeah, right? yeah. And of course, he did. Uh, what was the one he did uh, where he played the huge tubby guy? Um, oh yeah, Crumb. No, what Crumb? What was that called? It was something like yeah, that. You know yeah, you don't talk about. Yeah, I know what you're talking yeah. about. Uh, you know, it's Brian Wilson's favorite movie of the Beach Boys. What is that? That movie? That one? Yeah. Oh boy, it's a weird. He's a yeah, weird cat, no Brian kidding. Wilson. He's a weird one. Um, all right, so I guess that wraps up <laughs> this week's uh, side updates. Uh, we continue to release um, a classic remastered Amigos episodes. Um, once every two days until we until we get caught up. So uh, we got Marble Madness uh, and more pinball stuff. Uh, TV Sports Basketball just dropped. Actually, it'll drop tomorrow. So it's I I, I don't want to sound vain. I, I can't because I'm so horrible. <laughs> but I go back and listen to all those because for one thing you can hear them better. Mm -hmm. You know, and they're they're still. It's funny to hear my thoughts on stuff and think about how I feel about it now. <laughs> Sometimes they don't mesh in any way. It's like a whole other guy was here. I was like, what was that guy? Oh, and also, anytime I say something stupid, I want to reach through time and smack myself. Do you ever listen to the old ones? I do. Well, I do because I, I remember, you know, I, I, I kind of pick around and uh, and listen to different things. And um, it is, it's very interesting to go back and listen to how how we did the show has just changed so much. Yeah, and that's so, a fact. Yeah. It's a whole different deal now. Well, we've put it off long enough, but... Let's jump in. Jump Let's in. talk about Amigo's Game of the Week. Shaq Fu. So, it's funny. We never really set out to do a show on Shaq Fu. No. Shaq Fu just captured us, captured our hearts and our imaginations when we played it in the arcade uh, one day. And so we had to do it. Mm -hmm. And so we both agreed almost instantly that this was something we had to do. So, uh, And we're going to set the record straight once and for all in the Shaq Fu controversy. So... Let's talk about the Shaq. Shaq Fu, uh, year of release, uh, 1995. Glorious year. Uh, this That's one of my favorite years of all time. Really? What yeah. happened that was so great? My freshman year of high school. Oh, man. That's when I met Brent and Jamie and... God, I hated my By extension, year. you. Jeez, I hated it so much. Mm -hmm. This thing, this big dog, this big boy, shipped on six floppy disks. It's one of the bigger uh, numbers we've come across uh, doing the show, big six disks. Now, this, there's some weirdness to this. I'm just going to break it down. Just, I'm just going to tell you straight up what I found. Okay. I was trying to figure out who develop, who the developer was on this. Now, everyone says Delphine did it, okay? Um, but the credits and some other people say an outfit called The Dome did it, mm. right? So I, I was like, I never heard of The Dome. I could not find any information on The Dome. I could find nothing. So I don't know if they were part of the Delphine system. I don't know. I don't have no idea. And they're mentioned in the credits because there's the dome, you know. Now, clearly, they're using some of the technology that Delphine uh, uh, came up with, the rotoscoping, you know, print, you know, that uh, flashback mm -hmm. sort of uh, animation. Know. So it clearly had to have been made with them at some point. But I don't, so I don't, but I don't have an answer for that. But the dome did have some other games, Um they had a game called Bob's Bad Day. I like that one. That sounds great. <laughs> sounds like Bob's Garden Part 2. Uh, Last Action Hero. Did you ever see that film? Yes. I've never seen it, but it looks stupid. It is stupid. There was a guy that had smiley face contact lenses, wasn't there? Don't I remember something about that? If there was, I don't recall that part. Uh, they also did PGA European Tour. I like golf games. Yeah, and then they did a game called Pugsy. Not Pugsley, Pugsy. Pugsy, okay. Never heard of that one either. Um, 
<laughs> According to what I found, this was coded, and there was two people that worked in this. That's it. Uh, now that can't be I, right. That, yeah. But they, these are the only that. guys that are credited. Okay. Okay. Um, the coder and and the musician was a well the coder and and a guy that worked in the graphics was named Gavin Harwood. All right. Only thing he did on the Amiga, aside from this, was PGA European Tour. The the other guy that did the music and was another graphics guy was a guy named Robert Balderstone. He did Bump and Burn, which I've heard of, and PGA European Tour. So there was not these guys did not have a lot of uh, uh, past credits on the Amiga to speak of. Uh, so which is interesting. So this game was sort of a it came out on a few consoles. Um, the uh, Amiga was the only computer that got a port of this, which I thought was interesting. That is. Um, this came out on the Super Nintendo, and it came out on the Sega, Mega Drive, slash Genesis, and on the Game Gear. Right. Now, it's important to note that this originally came out a year earlier on Correct. the Genesis. Yes. And and uh, this came out in 94 on the Genesis. Mm-hmm. Um, before we get into this game, because I thought about this uh, earlier today, remember when we did Jimmy White Snooka? I love it. I, but we I didn't really know much memories. about Jimmy White, did no. we? But so it more did we learn. Me, that, that, that a lot of our listeners might not know who this guy is. I mean, uh, we know who Shaq, Shaquille O'Neal is, but a lot of people don't might not know. It's they a, don't know him like we know him. Well, I don't know him that well, but I know I sort of know him. So if I thought, you don't know Shaq, uh, oh God! So that's the Shaq fuel of singing right there. <laughs> so for those that wonder what in that God's name this game is, there's a guy over here called Shaquille O'Neal. Okay. Uh, his nickname was Shaq, although he has about a million nicknames, including one, my particular favorite, the Hobo Master. I don't know where he got that one. I was reading. I mean, he's, <laughs> is that true? Is he's this got more mix- somebody on the internet making no, that up? No, he's got more nicknames than Apollo Creed. I mean, I read this list. I wish I'd printed it out. It was like 20 nicknames. They were all great. So uh, Shaquille is an NBA uh, basketball player, or was, right? He was uh, seven foot one. He weighed about 330 pounds when he was in good shape. Often, he was not. Um, I'm not going to go through all of his credits, but long story short, he played for a while. He won, uh, I think, four titles, and mostly with the... I think he won all of them with the Lakers, except one he won with the... Uh, I think it was the uh, Orlando Magic. He won his last one. I think that's who it was. Oh, no, it was the Miami yeah, Heat. My he, bad. Yeah. Uh, and he, and at the end of his career, he mumbled around a lot. But he was an MVP. He was a real good basketball player, American basketball player. So you're thinking to yourself, why does this guy have a game that has nothing to do with basketball? Good question. Some people over here ask that. But to understand this, you have to understand Shaq. Uh, aside from the I mean, he, he is a renaissance man, if, you, if anything. He was real popular in the league because he's this big sort of doofusy guy. So uh, that's he, how he described himself. Yeah, I mean, really. <laughs> and so he he took advantage of the things that were given to him. Mm-hmm. So he did commercials. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Excuse me, a lot, he did a lot of commercials. He still, can, still, can still does. To do. Yeah, still does. He's very popular. Then he and I read an interview with him. I watched an interview, and he said. They were asking him, so what was going on with your movie Kazam? Now you remember Kazam? I do. He made a movie where he played a big seven-foot-tall genie, like a bumbling genie. Mm-hmm. And it was universally panned, all right? And Shaq said, listen, he goes, I was a, I'm was a kid from Newark, New Jersey. Someone comes up to me and says, hey, do you want to make your own feature film? And I said, well, yeah, I do. And we made Kazam. He's like, and they're like, did you get paid well for it? He goes, oh, yeah, I got paid great. He's like, and they're like, so what's the scoop on your video game, Shaq Fu? I was like, it, it's universally panned. He goes, listen, he goes, I'm just a kid from Newark, New Jersey. Someone came up to me and said, hey, Shaq, do you want your own video game? I said, well, yeah. I mean, it was the exact, that's exactly the way he put it. So basically, they offered to make him a game, and he said, yeah. And this is right around the time that the Mortal Kombat thing was going on. Mm-hmm. And so he thought, okay, I'm, we're going to get to some. Now, I, Shaq's input in this game, probably pretty minimal. Mm-hmm. Shaq, Shaq is a big uh, martial arts fan. In fact, he trained at MMA. I mean, this guy has done a bunch of crazy. He's a big investor. He's done wrestling. He did pro wrestling. He's conducted the Boston Symphony Orchestra. He has. He's got, he's got like a doctorate. And so he went mm-hmm. back to school after his career was over. And he's got tons of money, but he did it anyway. Just just because. He's also a, a deputy sheriff in Florida. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. He's the tallest de- sheriff, deputy sheriff in the history of this county, which you can imagine getting a uniform for this yeah. big oaf. So he's just a big character. Mm-hmm. Sort of like, I don't know what the British equivalent of this guy would be. Giant haystacks. No, I mean, no. 
the, what game's he in? I'm talking a modern equipment, like maybe like a, I, I want to say Beckham, but I don't know if he's as big as Beckham. Like, even we know who Beckham is. Right. I'm not sure people overseas, I don't know if he's big enough to be known all over the world. I don't think he is. I think he was on the U.S. Olympic team. Yeah, I, I don't know. It'd be interesting. This is another one of those things where we just really don't know <laughs> yeah, how famous Shaq is. Yeah, if you guys have ever heard of Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah, guys in the chat, is, is, have you heard of Shaq at least before? I wonder if anyone has heard of him aside from his game. Aside from Shaq you know, Fu. So. I wonder if Kazam got a global release. And he's been in some other movies, but Kazam's the one. Oh, Steel. He was in Steel, oh, which yeah. another, was another stinker. Mm -hmm. You know, stinker, stinker movie. So anyway, with, with, with that in mind, we're gonna t let's take a look at Shaq Fu, which is his fighting game. So, Shaq Fu is a—it's <laughs> an interesting game. The premise of it is Shaq is in Tokyo uh, for a uh, all-star basketball game, and he wanders in this little tiny like uh, shop, and this old man says, "Oh, you're the man from the stars." You need to go to the second world and rescue this kid. And, of course, Shaq's like, all righty. <laughs> and he goes. And so once you get past this part, you come to a screen where it's like a, uh, I don't know, like I guess you could, des could describe it sort of like the screen in Mario where you walk to different lands mm -hmm. to pick where you're going to go. Now, one thing I do like. The, it, it's not really like Mario. It's more like Budokan. Boot, yes, Budokan. Perfect, yeah. perfect example. You So you, you can go to the woods, the mm -hmm. castle, where... And in each one of these areas, there's a different guy that you're going to fight. It's also sort of like Moonstone. It is. Yeah. Um, when you're playing the story mode, you you have to play a Shaq because it's a Shaq it's story. Your, yeah. And almost everyone else in the game is a bad guy. <laughs> in fact, everyone else pretty mm -hmm. much is a bad guy except for Shaq. So you go to these various lands, you fight the fighters, and then you, with the goal, just like any other fighting game, the goal being to fight the big, the big nasty guy at the end. And rescue the kid, and then the game has a ab very abrupt ending. It's like bam, it's in it. So unlike a lot of the other ga fighting games that we've covered, uh, like your body blows or your Street Fighters or your uh, Mortal Kombat's, uh, this game is the the characters are much much smaller, and uh, that that's the first striking thing. And the second thing that got me was the, uh, the it's much more in a lot of ways it's more colorful. Than a lot of the fair we've seen. It's definitely I don't I can't think of any other fighting game I've ever played that is like this. I mean, I, the one I compare it to, in terms of the size and almost in terms of the way you play, it's almost like a, a karateka or mm -hmm. something. You know, it's sort of you know, it's sort I of think like this if game you consider is, that a fighting game. This game is very similar to the you know stylistically karateka because of the um, the animation too. Um, you know, it's yes, that same absolutely. sort of scoped kind of thing. Um, you know, we're, we're watching this right now, and one thing that I didn't notice until right now is that this game has, um, it has foreground parallax scrolling, which is something that you hardly ever see. If you, if you... See those leaves? Yeah. yeah. The funny thing is, and not to get in, I was going to touch on this later, but I'm going to mention it now. I looked at this on all the systems it was released for, except for the portable. And um, the, the in terms of the visuals, the Amiga is... Far and away the worst. Yeah, I noticed that too. Um, the, the Super Nintendo and the Genesis, the Genesis really shines mm -hmm. in this game. It has many layers of scrolling. It's got animated characters that are in the background. Like, for example, there's a jungle scene where you, I think it's a voodoo stage, and there are these women in the background playing the drum. And in the desert stage, uh, there's a there are these weird creatures that are kind of wobbling around. And it, But, I mean, it's actually the... the uh, Scrolling's quite nice, you know, when you on the other ones. Now the Amiga didn't get that, and, and clearly it could handle it. So mm -hmm. I'm guessing it was a case of storage, or I don't know what it, why it would be like that. But uh, but it's still all that aside, and with no animation to speak of the, in the backgrounds, they're still attractive backgrounds. They right. were well drawn, you know. So there's no doubt about that. So the Amiga version of this game, the funny thing is, that while we don't have the best backgrounds, we do have, we're right there with the Genesis with the most playable guys. There are 12 playable characters. Not bad. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a pretty good lineup. So, just briefly touch on them, because they're all, they're all very bizarre. So you've got Shaq himself, and Shaq is the master of, uh, I think it was, uh, uh, Shaq Jitsu. And this is, he made this up in real life. It's what he calls his style. But, I mean, basically, it's a seven-foot tall guy, and he does a lot of, like, long body stuff. 
He also does a Shagdukin, oh, which he, yeah, see, like see what he's doing here? Yeah. He's just putting his name over stuff. It's very creative. So you've got Shaq, big basketball guy. I do like the fact that in, in all the ads, and I think even in his shirt, instead of having a Lakers shirt, his shirt just says Shaq on it. It's self, <laughs> he's a master of self-promotion. So then you've got uh, the uh, the bad guy in the game is a dude called Set. Uh, he is a, uh, a mummy. This game, they, they they took characters that you would think, okay, that's a bad guy, but then they just added some stuff. So you couldn't just fight a mummy. This guy's a mummy with, like, spiked shoulder pads and knee pads and, <laughs> and, some, and, like, Nikes or something. I don't know what he's wearing. And I can't help but laugh because if you've ever watched Thundercats, the bad guy, and that's a mummy. Yep. You know? And there's a guy in here that looks a lot like Mumra. But when you think about actually going toe-to-toe with him, you don't expect him to come up. And like the Marks and Creamsbury rules, like he's got his fists out, like let's have a tussle, right? You know, you and he's he's just throwing kicks and punches. It's so, I mean, he's got special moves with his bandages and stuff. But it just it, it always strikes it's me. It's a little funny, silly, yeah. You know, but anyway, he's he's the main bad guy who's kidnapped a little kid. So he's got a flunky who called uh, Beast. Beast is pretty. He's uh, got big, huge, like I don't know how kind of clawed arms. He's got a pretty good range, and he's just a big sort of a freaky-looking guy. Um, then there's a cat chick. This chick is uh, drove me bananas. She's tough to play, too, not just beat. Her name is Carol, with a K, and she's been, like, brainwashed by the bad guy, and that's her story. She's an alien cat creature fighter. She's the best fighter, so I guess... There's aliens in this too that I mentioned, and so she's surprised Zool's not in this yeah, somewhere. No kidding. <laughs> then there's a guy called. This is a strange one. There's a guy called Diesel, which is also one of Shaq's nicknames, and also the name of his rap album. One of his rap albums. Isn't Diesel also a wrestler? He, he was. Yeah. Is it also? Is that Shaq? No, is that, that Shaq's wrestling. Actually, name? Shaq and this guy would have similar wrestling skills. <laughs> that, I digress. <laughs> Diesel's a, according to what I read, this is quoted: a bored longshoreman that fights people in his spare time for fun. What a backstory! This that guy is awesome. Got. I can see that on his tombstone. <laughs> a bored longshoreman. Now he was only in the Amiga and Genesis version. Some of these guys, are like if you look at the Nintendo lineup, Diesel didn't make the cut. Yeah, the, the Nintendo lineup is like it's sparse. It's not nearly as many guys. I don't. Mm. I don't know why. Interesting. You know? Yeah, it's very strange. So then you've got a guy named Memphis. Memphis, like which, Tennessee. Well, sort of. Uh, he's he's the guy that looks more like a, a, a Mumra. He's got like this cloak that this hangs guy, on right? him. That, yeah, he's actually on our screen right now. He's a. He's a cloaked guy. Again, a guy who's more than happy to, to crack into those fighting stands. He looks and, like he's got high tops on, too. Yeah, all these guys look like they're wearing like <laughs> stylish shoes. Maybe that was a tie-in that we don't know about. But he's a, he's a, like a, a stooge to the main guy. Uh, and again, I, I I didn't have much fun playing him either. And that's we'll get into that in a minute about who, the, who these guys are fun to play. So then you've got, um, this is a guy that we saw when we played our game. Uh, his name is Arush. He's a, I don't know, gargoyle with a breastplate and a hump. That's the mm. way to describe him. And occasionally he would pull out a huge mace at, that comes out of his back and, and, and twirl it around and whack you with it. And throws, also, let's not forget, he throws knives too. So he's just a, he's a big freak. And then there's a chick called Voodoo. Voodoo is a voodoo practitioner. Yeah, I know. And don't she, know how you do the voodoo that you do so that's right. well. Well, she don't do it too well, but she does occasionally pull out like a, a voodoo doll and poke and hurt the guy across the screen. That was a, kind of funny. But there's a genericness to some of these characters, and voodoo is one of the, <laughs> one of the ones that comes up to. You know, well, they named her voodoo. So. There's a guy named Leo Tzu, who is a your classic like uh, Chinese... Kung Fu old guy. Right. You know, he walks around like he's bored. I mean, he does. He's just like, he's unimpressed with your Kung Fu. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, it's funny, when Shaq fights him, because <laughs> he he, Shaq insults, they, there's a little, before every battle, there's a little uh, still photo of the two guys where they trade barbs. Right. And Shaq's like, I'm going to rattle your wheelchair, old man, or something like that. I'm like, what a great thing to say to these guys. <laughs> you know, so, but the old man does your typical, you know, Old Chinese guy junk. I and mean, this is another guy that didn't make the cut for the Super Nintendo. Uh, then there's a guy named Raja. I liked Raja. He's the double sword yielding, sort of Prince of Persia looking guy with a castle. Does he have a curved scimitar? That's right, him. Uh, by the way, the uh, 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 I think the uh, 
gargoyle guy also throws some kind of curved blade at. He's got like, I mean, he's got like a weapons um, closet of stuff. And then you finally, you've got the little boy you're supposed to rescue, but you have to fight, you have to fight him. And he's oh. tough, too. Nazu. Uh, he is a little boy that's been brainwashed, you know, blah. And you have to fight. So you have to fight this little kid. Mm -hmm. who's, he's, he's actually the toughest, probably the toughest guy in the game. So there's your lineup of characters. Uh, me, personally, I like the dual swordsman. Uh, when I, I played this with Luke for a little while. Because, like I said, you can only play these guys when you beat and when you are playing with two people. Mm -hmm. So I didn't get to play a lot. with Mostly I play with Shaq. Um, the backgrounds are... The, the Amiga got less backgrounds than the Genesis got for whatever reason. So not only did we get crummier backgrounds, but there are less of them. I think there's three less, which that's kind of a bummer. Um, the, uh, the fighting involves a lot more jumping than you would imagine... On say like Street Fighter, right. I mean, and I mean and jumping to get to the opponent. Yeah, a, a big part of that is one: the stages are very, very wide. They are. So if you somehow get away from your opponent, uh, you have to jump towards them because all the characters, if you're not jumping, they move forward at a glacial pace. I mean, they they kind of well, just... not some of them have special moves that zoom them in real right. quick. But if you're yeah. just walking, you're not getting anywhere. Yeah, and and game. and it's funny that you know you, you think about like a Street Fighter phase uh, uh, stage, and these are sort of in line with that in terms of how much graphics is there, but the guys are so much smaller yeah. that it does. It takes a while to get across. I mean, you can jump across the screen probably three times before you get to the other side. Mm -hmm. um, the combat in this is much uh, more uh, counter-punchy, I guess. Would be the, I mean, there's a lot more... You've, it's slower. It's tremendously slow. I mean, I mean, I don't mean that necessarily in a bad way. It, I, it, you're... Your, uh, when you mentioned before the, uh, the martial arts game we played, it's sort of like uh, almost on that level of speed where there's time to contemplate your move. Mm -hmm. It's not to, it's the least twitchy fighting game of all time. There can't be one any slower than this one that I can think of. Um, there's no music on the on the uh, levels to speak of. The only music you get really is the, is the beginning and a couple of little cuts. That's ridiculous. The the Saturn had, or the excuse me the Genesis had music coming out the yin yang, mm -hmm. and it was good music too. You know, the only thing I can think of is this game since it was already on six discs. You know, how many more discs would it take That's, to add music? I, I have to agree with you on that. I'd say your say space, and I don't know how well this sold in the Genesis, but maybe towards the end of the development on the Amiga, they were like, man, this is tanking on the mm -hmm. Genesis. Right. How much work are we going to put into this game? Right. I, don't, I don't know if it's worth it. Um, the uh, uh, this game has a rep, all right. Uh, in case you haven't noticed it or picked it up, for being one of the all-time worst games. It was voted uh, third worst Super Nintendo game of all time. It repeatedly shows up on lists of of the most hated games. This is how hated it was. There was a website devoted to gathering all the copies of it up and destroying them. For real, I'm not lying about the chat. This. The chat was talking about that. They wondered if you were going to mention. Yeah, that. they. Uh, they. In fact, there's video of them destroying like a do you truck happen, full of Do these. you happen to know that? I don't. I don't. I, I watched. I went to YouTube and looked at some at some, uh, you know, some geeks that were barbecuing copies or whatever. It's. I don't recommend you do this, by the way, especially not the Amiga version, which I'll get into for eBay purposes later. But uh, the. Uh, I'll admit the Genesis version and the Super Nintendo version apparently were pretty common at one point. I don't know how common they are now because apparently the, six, the there was a program to get rid of them and it was so successful it got rid of a like I'm thinking about a truck full of those. You know uh, that's a lot. Um, there's also a smaller campaign to save Shaq Fu. I guess because they destroyed so many. Yeah, so this is uh, <laughs> this is the the Shaq Fu uh, Liberation Front. They have a declaration of opposition. I guess this is. Uh, oh no, this is this is where this is a um, a website to try and stop the development for Shaq Fu: A Legend Reborn, which I haven't even gotten to, but I will. Mm -hmm. um, I will say in the, the there is a sequel, and it's due to be released. It was actually due to be released the fall of this year. Um, the sequel is very appropriate for Shaq for Shaq Fu. If you watch the Indiegogo promo for it, that's been out for several years. I think it debuted in 2014. They they kill this game in the pro. I mean, they kill this game in the video. They talk about how much it sucks. Shaq talks about how sorry he was and how horrible it was, and he was going to pay more attention to this game. 
They kill this game uh, in, in, in the video. This is it right here. I mean, Shaq is just burying this game. They're talking about how the French, they blame the French for it. They said the French, I mean, which, that's ridiculous, by the way. It's not like this came from a dud studio right. either. Um, and they talk about how there are some of these games buried in the desert, like 5,000 copies are buried somewhere. So if, if you pay $3,000 to help fund Shaq Fu Legend Reborn, you can eat lunch with Shaq. Yeah, I believe it. Mm -hmm. It got funded, by the way, which I'll get to that in a moment. Now, but before we talk about the sequel, I just want to talk about the quality of this game overall, all right? So, we've, me and you have played a lot of good Amiga games, and we've played a lot of bad Amiga games. We've played a lot of good console games and a lot of bad console games. And we've played a lot of consoles over the year, computer games. And I can tell you, without hesitation, that this is nowhere near, this isn't even in the top million of the worst games I've ever played. I didn't think it was that bad. I'll be honest with you. I mean, was it a great fighting game? It wasn't that bad. On the Amiga, it would be in my probably top 10. I mean, I think there's a gross overreaction. I think part of it's a, a kick, uh, uh, and they don't like Shaq. I'd say that's part of this. There's a thing where someone gets popular and there's a counter called that don't like that guy. And I'm sure they didn't want this. A lot of people mentioned, like, what's he doing in this game? He's the basketball player. He's not a fighting guy, you know, and that's enough to hate it, right? I think the game looks sharp. I think the Genesis version looks really good. Uh, I think the game plays, it's not great, but it's a different sort of fighting game. It really is. And I think that this is a true jump on the bandwagon sort of thing. I think it's an easy game to pick on because it didn't sell well and it's got a goofy name and it's got a basketball player in it. But I don't think that this game deserves all the hate. What, and now, we haven't talked about this before, so I have no idea what you think about it. So what do you think? I'm going to say something that I, I believe will be pretty controversial. All right. This might be my favorite fighting game on the platform. <laughs> yeah, that would I be mean, controversial. I would rather play this than Body Blows. <laughs> I would rather play this, gosh, much more than Street Fighter 2. Uh, to me, this game, I thought that it controlled well. I felt like I knew what to do to make the characters do stuff. I thought it looked spectacular. I loved the smooth animation. Um, I thought that the stages were colorful and nice. Um, the absence of music is a killer. That's the, that's the big Achilles heel in this. And the fact that you have to play Shaq in the one-player mode. Um, it would be cool if each character, or maybe they gave you a couple <laughs> different characters that had different stories, since they've already done some of the work to flesh out some of the stories for the other characters. Uh, even though the characters have generic names, I thought that they all had pretty unique moves and fighting styles. I love the little touches, like you were talking about the Kung Fu guy. He taps his foot with impatience, Sonic style, yeah. you know, when, he, when he's waiting for you to do something. Um, I thought this game had a lot of charm. And um, I don't understand, I truly don't understand the hate this game receives other than the fact that this was a time when lots of basketball stars were putting out games. I mean, with all within a two-year period, you had Barkley shut up and jam. You had um, Chaos in the Windy City, which was um, Charles Barkley. No, that was Scotty Pippen. Scott, yeah, Scotty Pippen, Chaos in the Windy City. No, it was Jordan. It was Jordan, Jordan. Chaos in the Windy City. Pippen had the uh, he had to shut up and no, what it was. That was Pippen Barkley. Had, no, Pippen had uh, Pippen had the uh, CD, uh, the uh, Genesis Sega CD game. Okay, yeah, which and, is horrible. And you had this. Plus, this was the time when Space Jam came out. Yeah, and Kazam. So I can understand that the world was sort of under basketball star fatigue, especially in the United States. Shaq's an easy target too with his horrible movies, his rap right. albums. You right. Know? I, I, you know, I think you're. Uh, this game should be judged on its merits as a game on the Amiga. It has plenty going against it, okay? Number one, the, the lack of music is inexcusable. Number two, the level design. Should, the, it would be cool, better to have it like the Genesis, and we know we can do it. The third one, and this is sort of a killer, is the control scheme is tough. Uh, the, this, was a, this used like six buttons, I think it was, on the uh, consoles, and you've compressed it down to one button. I printed out a, a list of the moves. And then I tried to duplicate the moves, like, for example, fast kick, down and left, right? And these are, keep in mind, these would have their own button on mm -hmm. your power kick, down and right, taunt, button and left, fast punch, button down and left. Yeah, that's You're tricky. getting into a run, button and right. I mean, this is tough. Mm -hmm. The controls, but I mean, there you go. It's a one button. It's the same and one. Now, I, I've, I've heard that you could hook up a two-button stick and play this. I, heard, I even heard somebody talk about hooking up some kind of serial seven-button stick. I don't know what it supports. Then I, it, I for the what I hooked up, I had one button. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so that's sort of bad. The fact that um, uh, the uh, the fact that the plot is sort of dopey. I can get by because it's a fighting game. They're all sort of dopey. Um, I, you know, but I, the, here's another thing that I love about the game. I love the overworld. I love the fact that it's not just your moral combat moving up the tree. It is nice to be able to pick who you're going to fight. Mm -hmm. The ba I wish Amiga hadn't gotten screwed on the on the on the backgrounds. We, there's some levels we didn't get that the Genesis got. I mean, really, honestly, the Genesis is the is the number one. This is one place the Genesis beats everybody. They've mm -hmm. got the most characters, the most backgrounds, and it looks good and sounds good, mm -hmm. right? That's inexcusable because this is the Amiga and we know we could do it. Uh, and this is an AGA game. Now, oh, something else I should mention. This was an AGA game only, but I found, uh, and, I, and I was like, man, what is this? And I read and I confirmed that apparently there was an, e, an ECS release that I don't know if it was ever actually released or not. Uh, and apparently it was pretty similar. So I don't know how much they used the AGA chipset to make this look better. I mean, it looked pretty good. Mm -hmm. uh, but... Uh, you know, I'm, I'm kind of like you. I, I think this thing's got. I don't know if I'd put it ahead of say like Fighting Spirits or Mortal Kombat 2, those games, the top tier fighting games on the Amiga. But I mean, it's certainly nowhere near as bad as like a Street Fighter, which was just almost unplayable. Right. Uh, you know, and it's and in terms of the worst games on the Amiga, not even in the same ballpark no. as those. You no. know. Um, I did. Uh, I was randomly looking through. Our stash of Amiga magazines. I think that this one was sent to us by none other than uh, Amiga super fan Graham Vebke. Uh, this is uh, one Amiga from January 1995, and they do review <laughs> Shaq Fu here. Oh, great! Because I didn't and, have that many reviews for this one. Um, they they did not review this game well, and mostly it comes down to the fact, that, like you said, that the buttons, the the one button thing, was was just impossible, and also <laughs> the fact they really uh, they really dislike the disc swapping, and that's something that, that like you said. We never take that into account because we're always using WHD load, but I can see how that would really turn you off. I read I read some people talking about it, and so I played the disc version, you know, and the, where I had to swap, and it is nightmarish. It's it, it's worse than body blows, and body blows is horrible. There's a ton of disc swapping, so I mean, it's we do take that for granted. I mean, thank sweet lord that we don't have to do that because mm -hmm. that is the worst. Uh, it is the worst. Uh, I saw that they that they gave it a 54. Yeah, which, they they broke it down. They they did praise the graphics. They gave it a 75 for sound, which I thought was uh, pretty generous. But 51% playability and 57% last ability. So I only found one review of this, and it was Amiga Joker. So <laughs> good luck. And then, but they gave it a 58. You know, now what would I give it with the disc swapping? It would probably be somewhere in that ballpark. But I would give almost any game. I mean, it's tough to swap that many discs. Now, it says that, um, I don't know if this ever actually happened, but they, they said at the, at the time of this printing that a CD32 version was going to be released, um, and uh, they, they do recommend that if you have a chance just to get around the disc swap. I don't know if it was ever released. I don't think it probably wasn't. I read a few other things I wanted to throw in here, and maybe someone out there would know. Uh, I could not find the documentation for the Amiga version anywhere, and I looked, all right? So uh, I couldn't find it. But I read that there were, on the consoles, there was a way to turn on, like, a blood mode, okay? And, again, I couldn't find any cheats for this either on the Amiga. And the blood mode would also give you these sort of, like, fatalities, okay? Um, I would like to see those. That would be kind of neat. I like the fact that they said it wasn't super bloody, but, it you know, it, that added blood mode to it. So that would be a nice aspect. Did the Amiga get that? I don't know. Yeah. I have no mm -hmm. idea. I don't know if you get the killing moves. I mean... When you beat like certain guys, they sort of disintegrate or something like that. But it's not like a it's not like a Mortal Kombat style death move, right? Uh, that's done on it. But in terms of reviews, the, the, of the few we've got, fifties. So yeah, and with the discs, I'd say that without the discs, you know, I would probably slate this somewhere in the you know upper sixties or lower seventies. I mean, it's it's just not. I mean, compare this to like say I don't know first person pinball or something that we really just couldn't stand. Like I would play this before I'd play like. Oh, this is going to be, I'm not going to say that, but I would play this before I'd play a lot of other games. I would play this above, I'd say, a good 25% of the games that we've reviewed on this podcast. It's it's our speed, too. And yeah. I mean, we can yeah. set back. I like a slower game. We've mm -hmm. played a few of these games, sort of like Sword of Sudan, where it's a little bit slower, because mm -hmm. I'm old, I guess is why. So I looked this up on eBay. I had a feeling this might be a rare Amiga game, and 
I couldn't. There were no listings on eBay anywhere mm. current, wow. but I did find some that were uh, that were for that had been ended in the past month or two, and one had sold in Germany for shipped for forty bucks U.S. So pretty good, pretty good haul, and then one sold in Italy for shipped for forty seven dollars U.S. I don't think this was ever part of any compilations. Again, it came out in 95, so this is the... the Amiga was on the wane at the time. Right. So you're probably not going to... Probably a low print run. There was probably not... It probably wasn't that popular. The Amiga in America was dead as a doornail in 95, so mm -hmm. this would have all sold in Europe, mm -hmm. where Shaq wouldn't be as well known. And uh, I would wager this is a, is a, a rare title. Yeah. Now, um, Pixels at Dawn uh, did say... That Shaq, everyone knows Shaq uh, over there, and he's over in England. Uh, and Duncan Styles also agrees. Uh, he says that he's one of the basketball players. Him and Jordan are the are the ones that are known. Uh, yeah, so. uh, that makes sense. Something else I read that I thought was interesting. They said that um, I saw a commenter mention that the NTSC version of this was super unplayably bad or fast or whatever. Now, um, <clears throat> obviously, we're not playing them that way. Because ours certainly wasn't too fast. No. Um, so, and again, I don't know if he means the console versions. I don't know. I looked at the console versions, and again, without playing them, they looked maybe a smidge quicker, but not not unplayably quicker. I don't know whether they're NTSC or PAL or whatever. But they looked, uh, I can say, with a better controller, that would help. Like I said, that's, the, that's in my opinion, despite all the other small flaws, the controller is the biggest flaw. Yeah. Uh, and... Uh, still, even with the one button, uh, I still felt like I was in there with a chance. And we played it the first time we played it, and we managed to get through three, two or three levels yeah. on it. Which, yeah. And we're stink. Yeah. So, so there you go. But overall, I was actually pleasantly surprised. <laughs> I mean, you just think it's so much hate. I was yeah. just surprised that it was that it, it wasn't as god awful, right? As as you would expect. And Shaq, if you're listening, you're welcome to come on our show anytime. Right on. We'll have to get the have the taller lens for him. You're, he, you're a fellow New Jerseyan, right here. You guys can. That's right. Talk man. turkey. And man, I'm telling you, I, well, I'm not going to talk about Newark. But <laughs> good for you getting a movie, man. <laughs> All right, Aaron. It is time to thank our Patreon supporters. So, um, as you might know, if you watched the beginning of this episode, uh, you can support Amigos on Patreon at patreoncom podcast Like these fine folks. Uh -huh. And I'm not going to lie to you, Aaron. This one might get interesting. I like. Now, last week I thought you did a real good job. So let's see what you got. John Marshall, Matthew Perron, Ricky DeRocher, Creepy Dead Boy, Ficus ETZ, The Slow Norris, Steven Seagal, Mortensen, and Ed Bill of the Heaven, Bando 75, Christopher Hassel, Ravi Abbott, Chris Foles, Dreamcatcher, oh, Lauren Zuru, Graham Debke, Brent Dowdy, Thank you. That was awesome. That was the Rolling Stones satisfaction. I knew it. I thought it was Kiss. Well, I kind of you know, like I Beth. worked I worked a little bit of Beth in there too. Man, she's probably gonna want to work. You worked out of there. But. <laughs> 
Um, I also want to uh, let everybody know, just in case you were wondering, we do record these on Twitch uh, every Friday most of the time. We're recording early this week. Um, but um, Real early. Yeah, real early. A <laughs> couple days early. But uh, if you want to join us in the chat, just like Hasifa, Pixels at Dawn, uh, let's see, who else? Um, the creepy creepy dead, Creepy Dead Boys here, Duncan Styles. Uh, maybe a few other Pishbot was here. So uh, if you want to join us, follow us over at twitch.tv slash Amigos Podcast. And uh, if you follow us on Patreon, make sure you watch the pre-show because you can see the chat. Uh, and sometimes the chat is oftentimes more interesting than what we're currently discussing. So, um, That's true. Not this week, though. Well, maybe. It was close. You never know. But uh, next week, Aaron... We are going to uh, blow the lid off the Christmas Spectacular. Uh, it's going to be a great time. We're going to have a great show. Uh, we hope you can join us live, but if you can't join us live, uh, you can always find us on YouTube or on the podcast. Aaron, it's time to say goodbye. We'll see you next time, everybody. Adios. Adios.